can't compare or say this Nobody like you And when I consider spoke a word you were singing over me you have been so so good to me before I took a breath you breathed your life in me you have been so so kind to me Oh, the overwhelming 
You are in grief, indeed the great I am, Lord. We give you thanks this morning that we have an opportunity to come into your presence and praise and to worship you, Lord. So at this time, we want to continue to worship with our tithes and our offering. In Malachi 3 verse, I think it's verse 8 to 11. It speaks of the Lord telling us that we are not to rob him with our tithes and offering, but we should take it into the house of the Lord and he will rebuke the devourer. So at this time, let us continue to worship in our tithes and offering. Lord, we thank you for the tithes and offering that has been brought into the storehouse, Lord. And so we come, Lord, and we have a wave offering before you. We thank you for all these gifts, O oh God. And we pray, Almighty God, that you would bless it and use it for the furtherance of your kingdom according to your will and purposes. Lord God, this offering, Lord God, will be used for you. And Lord, for those who had to give, Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you would bless them. Press down, shaken together, and running over. 
And for those who did not have to give, Father God, we pray, Lord God, that you would bless them also, Lord God. And Father God, that they would give unto you, Lord, in time, in, in words, in deeds, Lord God, until they are able to give with, with money. So Lord God, thank you, Lord God, for these gifts. For those who want to give to us, it is our PayPal account with our email, which is new horizon mini min at gmail.com. So give and it will be given back to you. Press down, shake together and running over. Let us welcome our speaker this morning, Mr. Kirk Cameron. afternoon for those who are in a different time zone. Today is January the 20th. It's a Friday. Oh, it's a Sunday, sorry. Sunday, Sunday. Not, not. Sunday. Yeah, it could be Friday. It's a Sunday and um, we are experiencing some great um, weather patterns. Um, for some, some churches are closed because of the weather. And it wasn't wise for them to be out at this time. And um, we are so thankful for the technology. Where for those who are home right now, they can actually join us as we engage, um, trying to hear from God, hearing from God, understanding his will, understanding his purpose, understand what he has for us and for those who haven't yet known the Lord we pray that somehow by a word a thought an inspiration that the Lord will touch your heart um, by what is said what was listened to um, we don't know but we want to make sure we are covering all the bases and his spirit we know will do the rest and um, thank you again, and let us pray before we enter in, into, the, into the service as we continue to worship. Father, we thank you again for this time that we get, for this opportunity that we have to hear from you. Lord, we are mindful for those who are not well at this time. And Lord, we thank you and believe that your healing grace will be there. Um, for those who are in the hospitals, we thank you for the doctors and the technology. Well, Lord, we thank you that your healing will continue to grace them. Because, Lord, we are mindful that this life is so short, 
We are mindful of our bodies. It is so frail. We are mindful of your grace and your goodness. And indeed, we are thankful that we get to come together and worship you. Because, Lord, without you, none of this will be possible. Without you, the world wouldn't exist. So, Lord, we are so thankful and we, looked, we, lo we are looking expectantly to see your glory, to see your power be in full manifestation through us. And Lord, we thank you so much. And we ask a, a special blessing upon your word today. As we open the scripture, we ask that you will illuminate our mind. You will synchronize our thoughts to be your thoughts. So Lord, we thank you for your leadership. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, which is here to rest and abide with us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right. Thank you, everybody, for being with us. And those who are online, we give a special thanksgiving. And um, we, we love to get feedback. And for those who are online and they, you don't have a church or you're looking for a church or um, you're looking for somebody to pray with you, we can actually partner with you also. So you can send us an email with your name and your information and we'll make sure we follow up with you. And the email address is newhorizonmin at gmail.com. All right, let us get into the word. And the scripture that we were doing was from Psalm 23. And as you remember, what we're doing, we're doing um, prayer. Uh, we want to try our best to, to cover all the spiritual disciplines. And prayer seems to be the one that we might be spending a lot of time on. Um, there are other disciplines that we have to exercise. And um, we, we pray by God's grace that he will show us and teach us because we are one that have a, we have a teachable spirit. And um, we are not going to assume that we know everything about prayer. Um, we're not going to assume that everyone who listens actually knows how to pray. And um, this is an exercise that we are doing right now. So Psalm 23, that is my text. Um, I will also bring up other scriptures and I'll inform you as we go. So Psalm 23, reading from the King James Version. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, 
For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, thank you for your word. So we see um, there is a relationship going on. And if I can do a quick wrap up of what we did last week. We were talking what prayer is and we, we, we came to the understanding that prayer is a communication between two persons. It's a communion, it's a, an interaction, it's not one person speaking, it's both persons speaking, both persons listening. And I gave the story about the young guy who wanted to know how to pray and he went to the elder guy and the other guy was there listening more than he was praying. So, so this week we are going into direction because we have to understand if we're going on a journey, the Lord has our, what do you call it, our manuscript. Everything is all planned out. And, and we thank you, as, um, as the sister said earlier, that before we were born, he knew us. And he also predestined us. And because of that, that predestination, in order to get what he has for us, we have to first, first and foremost, have that relationship with him. And, um, you know, as the new year comes around, that, that's something that most persons will put on their agenda that they will try to go to church, they will try to do better. But we understand that this is something that nobody can do on their own. You can't muster up enough faith, enough grace to do this by yourself. And um, as, it, as it shows in this scripture verse, John 15, I'm going to read it for you. It says, I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that it may bring forth much more fruit. Now you are clean through the words which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I knew, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abide in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth fruit, and for without me, you can do nothing. 
So we see that the relationship is saying that without God, we can do nothing. And he is so gracious to prune or cut off anything in us that doesn't bear fruit. Because he wants us to, to flourish. He wants us to be in a place to represent him. Because really and truly we are his ambassadors. And so it is that he placed us where we're going to live. He showed us. Um, because for some reason the person that we are in close proximity to. Are the persons that we can actually reach for him in the understanding of being his hands and feet. But we have to first understand that without God, we are nothing. Without him, we can't even know how to pray or what to pray. So then we have to understand, as he said, um, he's our shepherd. And because he's our shepherd now, he tells us that he would lead us. He said, he, he, first thing, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. So, in leading somebody, you're giving them direction. Because the Lord, he has a plan, and we, we, we know and we understand that his plan is perfect. Uh, we can choose to go our own way as we probably have did and everybody can testify of making wrong decisions at certain times making decisions and when we look back in hindsight we say oh my that wasn't a good decision so we know when we come back to his direction even in our mortal mind and understanding it don't make any sense most of the time if we look at most of the miracles that Jesus performed, most of it, um, it, went, it went across all natural um, chemistry, all, all natural physics. Most of it cannot be explained. The first one, um, how can you turn water into grape, into wine? We, we know that the process of making wine, you have to get the grapes and you have to crush them and the juice come out and you have to put it up and make it ferment but because of that the Lord will, will speed up the process and um, so it so that is where prayer comes in and um, his mother Mary at the time was able to give the guys some very good instruction she said to them, anything that he tells you to do, please do it. And the guys said, yes. So he said to them, get some jars and put water in it. And they did it. And um, then he told them, get the jars and bring it to the governor for him to taste it. And I know in their mind they say, they're saying, but this don't make any sense. The, it's just water. It's, um, it's, this is not wine. But when the governor tasted it, as we know in the scripture, he said that this was the best wine 
they have ever tasted. So how can we uh, make right decisions when we're praying? Or how can we understand what the direction of the Lord is? What we need to know first and foremost is that, as we said before, we can do nothing without him, right? And, um, and we understand by the Psalm of David, the, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. So the Lord says um, in this scripture, let me bring it up for you. All right, he says in John... For John 10 27 and for those who are taking notes um, I usually like the King James Version so if you can you can choose NIV or any other version he says in verse 27 my sheep hear my voice I know them and they follow me so remember, he said he's the, he's the good shepherd. And if he's the shepherd, that means we are the sheep. And I think they give, um, there was a, a video that somebody, somebody posted on YouTube. Um, it was a very popular video. And let me describe the video. The video was, there were some sheep in a pen and some kids came over and the kids no no sorry let me let me retract the sheep they were scattered all over in in the pasture and the kids went over and they're calling the sheep you know calling them come over come over come over and the sheep was there doing their own thing then here here came the shepherd he went over and I think he just made one sound and a whistle. And out of nowhere, the multitude of sheep came over to the shepherd, right at his feet. And so it is that the Lord has his sheep scattered around the world. And he's calling by his spirit. But how can we hear the voice if, if we're not trained to listen to his voice. Because one thing in, in prayer is the, the, the idea to hear before we speak. And as we can remember, the prophets um, in, in the days, there were, there were men that heard from God. They were God's messenger. So they, every time they entered the town, there is a proclamation that, wow, the Lord is going to say something. And they, they could only say exactly what the Lord tell them. And if he didn't say anything um, for a couple of years, um, um, then they were silent. So, have you ever been in a place where you're feeling overwhelmed and you have so much um, decisions to make. You check with everybody. You check on the internet. You check with your friends. Um, you Google stuff. 
but yet still the the decision the list of decision um, isn't right you know you can go left you can turn right you can go straight ahead into a dead end but yet still um, there is no peace and sometimes when we're, we're when we're pondering decisions um, we um, there was a, a term that came to me this week and um, it was kind of funny but I said you know I think I can share it um, you know when they said they have um, prayer warriors um, there was a term that came and says oh they're also prayer warriors um, when we worry excessively about things that we don't have any control over. When we worry about stuff that takes up our, our own time, we, we think about it, we're pondering it, you know? And that is not how the Lord wants us to even approach him because it says, first thing, if you approach me, you must know that I exist. And secondly, that I reward those who diligently seek me. Because it says, so, so I, I have clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow. So it is that the, the lilies of the valleys are not dressed they are dressed in so much splendor. But yet they are here today and gone tomorrow. And and when we think about the birds, how he feeds each one of them, and and I have a friend who has a has a slight bird um, situation um, at, at at her dwelling place in proximity. So it is that um, the birds, they, they, they are very resilient. I want to say the Lord created them that, that way. There are so many places that they could have made their nest or made their dwelling. But for some reason, they choose to, to bless the sister with their presence. And yet... The, the maintenance guys, they came, they clean the place, and they do this, and the birds come back tomorrow and mess it up. And they, they even, what was funny is that the birds, they're on a ledge, and it, it, it doesn't look comfortable, but they're on a ledge, and they're there together. And I don't know if they'll sleep, because every, if you pass, they're still there. <laughs> But it's not comfortable, but they, they somehow, they make it work. And they, so sometimes we, we look at um, the simple things in nature and we, we overlook them. We, we overlook the, the resilience of the birds. There were some other birds under the, the covering of the parking garage. And um, the same thing, the guys came and they, they, they messed up their nests. And I mean the next day, before the sunrise, the birds are there making the nest again. Making their dwelling place, making the, 
where they probably feel comfortable. And the guy came back the next day, cleaned it up, and the next day afterwards, the birds came back and um, continued building their nest. And guess what? The birds decided that um, whatever you do, we're, we are not leaving. Whatever you choose to do, we want to let you know that we are here. And they're going to make their presence known. So um, I, I saw them and I said to them, I beseech you not to bless my car with your droppings. And um, everybody said, oh, that don't make any sense. The birds don't hear you. But um, I could really admit, I took pictures. And when everybody else's car was blessed with the droppings, uh, when I came, there was, there was none on my car. I said, yeah, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. So the idea that <laughs> I'm practicing faith to speak to the birds and declare to them, hey, this car, don't bless it today. Especially when you just wash a car and come back, you see all the blessings on it. But it's, it's the same way the Lord wants us to be resilient in, in seeking him. If you're seeking somebody who you can't see, how can you find somebody who you cannot see with your own eyes? When the Lord said to seek him, how can you seek somebody you cannot see? Because if we, if we think about our, our physical senses, he doesn't want us to, to walk by our physical senses. Yes, we, we understand the physical senses are, are good, but not when, it, when, when you're trying to reach into the spirit realm. Because say, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So for somebody who's listening, and you know, because we have to understand that not everybody um, is there yet. Not everybody is, uh, there are probably somebody here seeking and they want to, understand a little bit more you know and, and Lord will still work with, with, with our with our understanding he will still work and he will reveal himself because when I think about Samuel in the temple Samuel was worshiping God but they said the Lord did not reveal himself to Samuel but he was still doing the stuff probably what Eli showed him how to do I was following somebody else I said, this is how, you know, because sometimes a, a non-believer can tell you how a church is supposed to run. <laughs> a non-believer can be the most critical person about church. But until the Lord reveal himself to Samuel, then the relationship begin. And, and our prayer here is that the Lord will reveal himself. There, was, there could be a point in which you knew the Lord at one time. And for, for whatever reason, you, you walked away. And um, because guess what? It was the same thing that happened to, to Adam. Where he walked away because of sin. But guess what? The Lord came looking for him. Because the Lord said he's going to come for his. He's going to come for his sheep. And he's going to lead us back. 
to, to the place of still waters, to walk in, in the green pastures, to walk in the, in the place where we'll be blessed and we'll be covered. Because the, the relationship that the Lord wants to have, especially when it comes to prayer, is a, is a communion, is a, a meeting place is an opportunity for him to hear from us and also for us to hear from him, from him in terms of hearing, Lord, what do you have for me today? I, I remember when I was doing the, the whole job search thing and um, I got the opportunity to, to visit other offices and um, I was like, Lord, I, I need help. I need to... You know, because the, the present job at the time wasn't, it was a very, un, you know, not comfortable. I'm not saying that all jobs are comfortable, but you're, you're feeling the pressure of, um, of being comfortable. It's, it's like they, they, they make the work very hard for you. Um, they, they make everything very distressful. And so it is that we, we, I was seeking the Lord, and it, it took longer than expected. But I went, I went to this location, and I felt a peace. And I, and, and I said to the person there, hey, um, if you guys um, are looking for anybody else, I could present my services. And he said, sure, because for some reason, he said he was watching me. And he, he loved how professional I, how professional I uh, was attending myself and, and, doing, and doing the job. And he said it impressed him. So he said, if there is any opportunity and you see this, please apply. And so it is that, you know, I applied and thanks be to God I got the job. But I am at the point to say, I felt a peace. I felt something that was different from the other experience. Not saying that the Lord will lead us the same way. But all the time I was asking him, Lord, uh, we need, I need you in this one. Help me, you know. And I, I could also remember when I was um, working on some of the machines and um, I don't know anything about that particular machine I will hold on my head and say Lord I know you were there when this thing was being built <laughs> please God show me and I was there and I mean sometimes it took a moment sometimes it took longer sometimes nothing happened till probably weeks but there are moments I could attest of the Lord giving me directions in how to repair this, this equipment. And I'm like, oh my God, I mean, Lord, do you really care about those things that, you know, the things in life? Or I remember when I was even driving on the road and not knowing which way to turn. And I felt something in my spirit said, no, don't go this way turn left but I was looking with my eyes and I saw the road look empty so I 
I didn't listen to the direction. I pressed ahead forward. And as soon as I went to a certain distance, there was a halt in the traffic. When I looked, there was an accident. And I was like, oh my God. And I felt so bad because I know that the Lord told me not to go that way. So it is that if we, if we trust the Lord with, with everything, he will lead us. He will direct our path. He will make the path, the crooked path, very straight. But then we have to practice hearing from God. All right, how do we hear from God? As we understand that he said we can do nothing without him. So hearing from God, meaning that we have to hear from his word. And that is the, the first way that he will speak to us through his word. And then secondly, he will speak to us through our spirit. Not our mind, not our intellect. Through our spirit. But we have to come to a point to trust what we think we hear. Because sometimes the direction might be futuristic. He will say, go to that place. But then it might not be at the appointed time. So we have to understand what the timing of the Lord is. Because in understanding his will, we have to understand his direction, where he's leading us. He's not going to lead us all at the same place at the same time. He will lead us to a city. And then we get there and then he will lead somebody else to a city. And he will bring another person to a city. You know, persons from Maryland, persons from Kansas. And then we come together and we're in the same city. But if, if everybody could testify, the, the directions were different. Even though we're coming to the same city, we have different directions that the Lord will lead us personally. Because he said he wants to lead us to a, a better place, you know. A, a place of blessing. And um, I, I remember somebody told me a joke about uh, we're, we're in the, I think we're in the office playing around and we were talking about uh, perception. So I, I gave them the story about there was a, a, an apartment that was being rented. And it was a one bedroom apartment. It was, you know, in the good side of town. It was a little bit small in terms of square footage. But the person called and they want to find out what was the rent and everything. And you know, the, the ad looked, looked great. And the person on the phone said, well, um, the rent is a thousand dollars. I said, what? For a one bedroom? Come on, you must can do something better than that. And the guy said, okay, all right. Um, if that's too high for you, all right, let's do 250 a week. And the person said, yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> and then, then the, you know, they went on. But the idea is the perception. The, we're looking at something too big. Um, sometimes we have to slice it down. So guess what? Guess what I'm leading to? You might not be the person who can pray for two hours a day. But you might be a person who can say you pray for 10 minutes. And you break it down. So think about you praying 10 minutes on every hour. 
if you think, think about everything adding up, then the whole thing will be, would be um, a great starting point. The idea is to, is to run the race, but to be consistent. To start, to start at a start, starting point of saying, Lord, I'm seeking you. I'm going to start out by doing 10 minutes. And that could be the 10 minutes to start your devotion time. And it can be a time where you just listen for the 10 minutes. And you might hear something, you might not. But it's the idea of being consistent. Being faithful because he's faithful. And he will reveal all of that. Because it said that Samuel was a boy. And he was seeking the Lord daily. He was seeking the Lord, seeking the Lord. And you know what the Lord said? When he refused Eli and his sons, the Lord said something awesome about Samuel. He said, I have a faithful priest who will do everything I tell him. So I can see the Lord watching Samuel being faithful every day. He's trying his best to please the Lord. He's trying his best in what he knows. And the Lord is taking note that the Lord could say to Eli, I have found a faithful priest, a faithful servant who will do everything I, I tell him to do. Now Samuel is a boy. And I know he saw what, what um, Eli and his brothers were doing weren't, weren't right. But he stood in a place and said, Lord, I am going to do this. He was faithful every day. And guess what? The Lord showed up. The Lord called him. And he heard a voice. But guess what? He wasn't sure who it was. Because remember, the word said that the Lord did not yet reveal himself to Samuel. So he went to Eli, and Eli said to him, Hey, it's not me, go back to your bed. And then the second time, he heard the voice again. The Lord said, Samuel. And he ran back, and Eli said, No, it's not me, go back to your bed. The third time, he, the same thing happened. But Eli probably had a perception and said, it might be the Lord calling you. When he calls again, thus said to him, yes, Lord, your servant is here. Um, so it is even when we're playing a song, yes, yes to your will, yes to your way. The Lord is calling us, but if we are not submitting, um, we cannot hear. He's calling us all the time. But if we're being honest to ourselves, we're going to say that um, we hear, but we choose to disobey. And with everything that we are going to be challenged um, for, from today until the rest of the, the year, there's going to be a challenge. He's going to say, hey, didn't you hear that? Um, we're going to start praying in the morning. Lord, we're going to, you know. But there is also... A responsibility that we have to do in following his direction. So to hear God, we have to 
spend time in the word. There is no going around it. Um, I remember some, some guys, they were assembling some, some office furniture in, in the office. And I saw them struggling. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know sometimes it's, um, it's a man thing, you know. So I said to them, um, did you guys read the, read the manual? <laughs> they said, oh, no, we don't read manuals. We just look and try to understand it. But I said to them, but if you read the manual, it shows you step by step what to go where and what to do when you're here struggling. So I took the manual and I read it and said, no, you have this thing wrong. This is supposed to be here. They said to me, how you know that? I said, it's here in the manual. <laughs> uh, it, it, it seems simple to me that if you're going to do something that you don't know about, you're going to read the manual. You're going to spend time to understand. Because in understanding who God is, we have to spend time to know him, you know? Because if we're going to communicate with him, how can we communicate if we're not on the same wavelength? It's, it's almost like somebody using a, a, a Blackberry to, to send a video or a tweet to one of the new smartphones. Um, some things don't work. Are using, I'm not sure if you remember the Razor flip phone. Yeah, so, yeah well, that was the phone of the time. <laughs> but Everybody wanted one <laughs> until the iPhone came in. Everybody said, no, this, no, this don't make any sense. It's, this is limited. Or if I can go back to the Nokia phone, it, it was, it, I, I think somebody said it, it could be used as a self-defense device. If somebody come at you, you can throw it at them at a, like a brick because it's so, it was so heavy. But the understanding that things change and the Lord wants us to, to get closer to him. He wants, to abide, he wants us to abide in him. Because the relationship that he wants is the one of a constant communication. And that is what prayer is. Prayer is a constant communication with God. It, 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 it's with us telling him, how we feel because the Lord has feeling, the Lord understands. It's to tell him that what we see, what we hear, what our senses are displaying to us. Because sometimes we can say, Lord, I feel this way. Help me not to, you know. And the Lord will help us when we cry out to him, when we really display our, our honesty to him. Because, you see, when the Lord came and, and was calling out to Adam, um, Adam knew that he did something wrong. But what Adam did was Adam was shifting the blame. He was saying, it is the woman that you gave me, it is the, you know. And the Lord don't want to shift any blame. Um, if you notice, when he asks a question, it is to engage in a conversation. So he said to the woman at the well, go ahead and call your husband. But she was a little bit smarter than Adam instead of, she said, I have no husband. 
And the Lord said, yes, you, you answered right. So there, there is a truth that the, that the Lord wants us. Because he knows, he knows, he knows everything. He knows everything. He wants us to come to a place of being broken before him and tell him the truth that, hey, this is what's going on. And if we can even remember how Samuel came to being. Samuel came from a lady named Hannah who wanted a son. She wanted a son so bad that she, she did the unbelievable. She said, Lord, if you give me a son, I will give him back to you and he will spend the rest of his days with you. How can somebody give back something that you want? This is something that she wants so bad that she was, she was agonizing in pain in prayer. Her prayer was so painful that the prophet said she must be drinking, she must be drunk. She was travailing before the Lord. I said, Lord, I want this thing. So when we read in, in the psalm and it, and it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm getting a slight revelation of that now. That the thing that we want is the thing that we present back to the Lord. Because in our selfish nature and the things that we desire, we desire so much things and the Lord wants us to want him more than the thing. And I said, okay, that makes sense. Because it said, the Lord is my shepherd, I'll shine, I shall not want. Because as it, as it mentioned in Matthew 6, 33, when it says, seek him first, his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we'll, we'll put first things first. Seek him first, not the thing. Because if we seek him first, he knows, he says, he knows what we need. He knows what we need of. We need food, clothes, light, shelter. We need all of those things. But he said, no, don't seek those things first. Seek me first. Because he said he's going to lead us in the, in the path of righteousness. For whose name? For his name's sake, we are not being righteous because of ourselves or because we can do things right. We are being righteous because of him. Because he said he cleansed us with his word. Because we can remember when we, we can read a scripture and that scripture is so convicting that it causes us to shift immediately. There is no debate. Lord, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I not do this? There is immediate shifting. And as we look back, we can think about the things that we have chosen not to give, give up. The things that we chose not to give up for the Lord is the thing that he takes away. Because as he said in John, John 15, anything that does not bear fruit, he cuts away. He prunes. So guess what? We can either come to him and give him those, those things, or we can choose to be disobedient and he's, he's going to cut them away 
anyway. So we, 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 we are lost. Because he said, even for the person who, who disobeyed, yes, they're going to still enter in, into the kingdom. They're going to still enter. But he says they're, it's going to be a, as if there is a flaming fire burning behind them, like they're, they're going to barely make it. And the Lord don't want us. He, he doesn't want us to be so disobedient that we don't want to even spend time with him. We don't want to even open our mouth and pray and, and worship and praise and give him all adoration which is deserved. Because he said his father is glorified. And it's, it's for us to bear fruit. And in bearing fruit he says what's happened? So that we shall be his disciples. So bearing fruit is, is for us to represent him as his disciples. It is um, a very simple formula. We abide in him and we bear fruit. But we have to work out how do we abide if we don't know how to. And so it is that we, we come together as a group and we spend time in his word and we spend time encouraging each other and we spend time hearing his voice because he says his sheep knows his voice. His sheep knows his voice. And we say, all right, how does the Lord speak? Is the Lord speaking loudly? Is he speaking? Is the voice not clear? Um, he speaks to our spirit. And um, his voice is always so clear. And he will always speak to us because he's going to engage with, the, with us in conversation. So it is for those who have decisions to make. For those who know or for those who don't know what's the next step. Because this is the new year and we even if we haven't written down any New Year's goals or re re um, resolutions, there are things in our mind that we want to achieve. And it's probably on, on our heart, on our mind. But somebody tell me that when we pray, then there comes a time of execution. And the problem is that somebody who prays and does not execute won't have any results and we want to have results um, I could remember the, the blind guys they were in a city and they were in a situation where and they had leprosy so first thing they couldn't see and second thing they had leprosy but there came to a point they had to make a decision one of the guys said said if we stay, we're going to die because there was a famine in the land. But if we go on the other side, we don't know, but staying in the position means that we need, they need to make a change. And they were bold and they executed and they went out 
and they got all the riches of the land on the other side. But it, it took a step of faith, just with everything that the Lord says. He said, uh, without faith, it is impossible to please him. It is impossible to please God without faith. Even in accepting the Lord, you have to first know that he exists. And for the person listening and persons here who wants to execute, who wants to do things for God, you have to first believe that he exists, that he is who he said he is, and that we will trust him and abide with him. We'll trust him and abide in his word. We'll trust him and develop that relationship with him. That we'll trust him to know that, Lord, you are going to lead me in the path of righteousness. So, Lord, we thank you again for this word. Lord, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for directing us with your love. Because, Lord, you first love us. And Lord, whenever there is a challenge, when, whenever there is a decision that we have to make and we're unsure, Lord, help us to spend that time with you to hear your voice. To get that rhema word, to get that word that's written in our hearts. But first, Lord, we know that we have to spend time in your word to understand what you're saying to us. So that your spirit will move upon the, on the words in which we have read even if we don't understand, we say, Lord, help us. As we said, Lord, help our unbelief. Help us to know what you're doing at this time. Help us to open our eyes that we can see. Lord, that you open our spiritual eyes. It says as if scales are going to fall off our eyes. And for those who haven't yet known the Lord, we pray that those scales will be removed from your eyes. So, Lord, you will also send experiences. You will also send people to help. People to declare. And so that, Lord, we can actually be praying for those who are hurting right now. Lord, we pray that your grace will be upon, upon everyone right now in the sound of our voice and our voices. So, Lord, as we continue to lift our praises unto you, you will bring us to that place to hear your voice to know through prayer that we can understand that Lord we will not be in a place of worrying that Lord, we, that Lord we will not be in a place of fretting and not knowing what tomorrow will bring but Lord that we will be, we'll be in a place of confidence knowing that just as you clothe the grass of the field which is here today and gone tomorrow so it is that you, you, will, close, you will clothe us that, Lord, you will increase our faith. That for the simple things, we will not worry anymore. For the things of not being sure, that we will be confident. That we will come to you boldly in your presence. And, Lord, that we will abide in your word and let your, your word abide in us. That when we ask your will, it shall be done unto us. So that we will bear much fruit, fruit and be disciples. And that we will obey your commandments. So Lord we thank you again. For blessing us with your presence. For blessing us with this time to hear from you. 
Lord, we, we ask that you continue to guide us with your spirit and with your love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now let the love of, the, of God and his precious Holy Spirit be with us, abide with us now and forevermore. Have a wonderful week and we pray that you will continue to hear his voice, that you will continue to understand his love and that, Lord, that you will lead those in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. That for those who don't know you yet, that they will come into that intimate relationship with you. And for those who know you, that, Lord, you will continue to strengthen us. Because the times are transitioning. It's not going to be easy. But, Lord, because you are with us, we know that we will be good, we will be all right. You, you said it in your word, that if we abide in you, you will abide with us. So Lord, blessing upon those in Jesus' name, and we pray that you have a wonderful week. If you have any prayer requests, uh, you can email us at newhorizonmin at gmail.com, or you can call or text at 469 333 0397. We pray that you have a week hearing from God and practicing, spending time in His Word. And when you hear and you spend time, then you go ahead and execute what the Lord has told you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
Yesterday we had choir rehearsal, but now we can sing it for real. Come on, help us sing this song. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd, everybody. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. He goes before me. Defender behind me. Defender behind me. Y'all been practicing. I won't fear. I won't fear. I'm filled with anointing. I'm filled with anointing. Thank you, Jesus. My cup's overflowing. My cup's overflowing. No weapon can harm me. No weapon can harm me. Jesus. I won't fear. Just shout Jesus right there. He always guides me. He always guides me. <laughs> Through mountains and valleys. Through mountains and valleys. His joy is refreshing. His joy is refreshing. Restores my soul. Restores my soul. with confidence, mercy and goodness. 